IBN's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman Episode 1 Why Use SDA 2.0 Starting with iOS XE 17.6 and the latest editions of Cisco DNA Center, we have introduced SDA 2.0. In this episode, we will discuss the differences between SDA 1.0 and 2.0, as well as why would you want to use SDA 2.0. Let us jump right in and discuss SDA 1.0 then. Software-defined access, or SDA, allows the enterprise to have macro and micro segmentation coupled with Cisco TrustSec features as part of Cisco's intent-based networking in the enterprise. SDA is built on three main planes, the LISP control plane, the VXLAN data plane, and the security plane with Cisco TrustSec. The key difference between SDA 1.0 and the newer 2.0 is the control plane. Let's take a deeper look at the LISP control plane so we may understand the differences in these two versions. At a minimum, each SDA site would be expected to have three core functional roles. The control plane node, the fabric edge node, and the border node. These roles may exist on individual network nodes or may even coexist together. The SDA fabric in a box concept actually uses all three SDA functional roles on a single catalyst switch. The fabric edge node connects endpoints to the SDA fabric, and the border node in SDA connects the fabric to the outside world or networks. As for the control plane functionality itself, each SDA site will have one or more network nodes that is performing the control plane functionality. You would want two nodes at a minimum in order to have redundancy. The control plane node maintains the LISP mapping database. The mapping database is used to identify what SDA node a particular endpoint exists behind. For instance, endpoint A may be connected to Fabric Edge Switch 1, while endpoint B is connected to Fabric Edge Switch 2. In this scenario, Fabric Edge Switch 1 would have registered endpoint A with a control plane node, and Fabric Edge Switch 2 would have registered endpoint B with a control plane node also. At this point, if any SDA node needs to send traffic to either endpoint A or B, that particular SDA node would send a mapping request to the control plane node. The control plane node would then send a mapping response so that the originating node knows exactly where to find the endpoint. All of this communication is performed using the LISP protocol. The control plane protocol is further extended to support hosts that move from one device to another. A good example of such a move would be a wireless client moving from one access point to another access point where the APs are attached to different fabric edge switches. As you can probably envision, roaming from the first AP to the second, the endpoint has moved behind a different SDA Fabric Edge device. At a high level, the devices update the control plane node individually when a device becomes online, allowing the control plane node to provide up-to-date information to the SDA Fabric devices. This is all nice for devices that are part of the local site's SDA Fabric, but what happens when an endpoint needs to send traffic outside of the fabric? perhaps to the internet or a data center. This is where the border node becomes important. There are three types of border nodes in SDA. However, there is really just two types. The third is a combination of the first two types together. A border node may be internal or external. The easiest to discuss is the external border node. 
Imagine an SDA fabric where there is exactly one point of egress from the SDA fabric itself. This is the perfect spot for an external border node. The routing table of the external environment is not introduced or redistributed into the Lisp process or environment. Instead, all of the SDA nodes in the site are configured to use the external border node as a Lisp proxy ETR or egress tunnel router. When the control plane node does not know the mapping for a particular IP address, it will reply to the originating device with an NMR, or negative mapping response. When an SDA speaker gets an NMR, it will send traffic to the proxy ETR. Therefore, since there is only one egress point in scenario from the fabric, if the control plane node does not know a mapping, it replies with an NMR and the SDA device sends the traffic to the proxy ETR, which is the external border node. The second type of border node is the internal border node. In this scenario, the routing information of the external network is introduced or redistributed into the LISP environment. This allows the control plane node to direct traffic destined to specific networks to these internal border nodes for proper egress. An internal border node might be used in scenarios where there are local services at a location that are not part of the SDA fabric. The Anywhere border node combines the functionality of both the internal border node and the external border node onto a single device. Now ordinarily you would not deploy a network with a single border node as this would create a single point of failure. Instead you may deploy two border nodes for instance. Let's imagine a scenario where we have two external border nodes. In this scenario all of the SDA speakers are configured with two proxy ETRs. Unfortunately though, if border node 1 were to lose its connection to the external environment, the SDA fabric is not aware of this. Therefore, some traffic will be forwarded to border node 2 and egress the fabric normally, while other traffic would be forwarded to border node 1 and dropped or black holed. The traffic is dropped because it came to border node 1, but it had lost its own external connectivity. It is also unaware of the exit through border node 2 and therefore cannot use it. This was a major problem in SDA 1.0 that we have since corrected in SDA 2.0. In SDA 1.0, we addressed this problem in a manual fashion by creating BGP peerings for each virtual network in SDA between each border node. This process had to be done manually as it was not automated in DNA Center. Since you had all these additional per VRF peerings, you also needed to extend the VRF between the border nodes. VXLAN encapsulation could not be used for the inner border node traffic. This was an additional point of manual configuration. And as you can imagine, if you had multiple virtual networks and each of these needed these manual configurations and you had multiple border nodes at a site, there was a lot that you had to do even though you were trying to automate through DNA Center. Now in SDA 2.0, we've addressed this issue with an overhaul of the Lisp BGP interaction. Instead of blindly sending traffic to a proxy ETR, we now leverage a publisher-subscriber model between Lisp and BGP. The SDA border nodes now participate in Lisp as subscribers, while the control plane node is a publisher. 
If a network node has both the control plane and border node functionality, then it of course would be both a publisher and a subscriber as well within its list configuration. Now the default route on an external border node is registered with a control plane node in SDA 2.0. In this way, instead of going to a proxy ETR due to an NMR in SDA 1.0, the control plane node will send the actual R lock of a device that is actively advertising the default route. This results in faster convergence and removes the traffic black holing on your egress external border nodes found in SDA 1.0. As with any new feature, there are several considerations that must be addressed. From a software perspective, the network nodes must be running iOS XE 17.6.1 or newer, and Cisco DNA Center must be at 2.2.3 or later. As of the time of this publication, only Greenfield support is available. That is to say, there is no current upgrade pathway to upgrade from an SDA 1.0 site to an SDA 2.0 site without first removing the SDA entirely at the site and recreating it with 2.0. For deployments that are utilizing SDA Transit, SDA 1.0 and SDA 2.0 cannot use the same transit control plane node. Since the 17.6.1 iOS XE is required for the pub sub feature, an SDA 2.0 site may not be downgraded to an older image, nor is it allowed to add a device to an SDA 2.0 site if the device is not at the correct image level. When upgrading the image of a device in SDA 1.0 to 17.6.1 or later, the SDA 1.0 site will remain as an SDA 1.0 site even with the newer software. Thank you for listening to the inaugural edition of IBN's Revenge. We look forward to continuing to create meaningful content, and we would love to hear your thoughts and ideas. Thank you.